And we are live. We are live. Sabah, everybody. Welcome back to the Android Bay. Um, today it's episode 117. Um, it is on, I need to look at this, is May 7th, uh, 2022. Um, it's been an interesting week as usual. And as we always start, there's still a few things that are going on right now, unfortunately, that I can't really talk too much about. But I will say that I literally just like maybe 10 minutes before, maybe five or 10 minutes before starting the show today, I dropped the video on the main channel on the TK Bay channel uh, that, you know, obviously talking a little bit more uh, or a little bit about the Samsung Galaxy A53. This device, a budget friendly smartphone at about $350 uh, is seriously providing as a very interesting bang for the buck experience. And also I feel like it actually is a better deal than the S22. So that video is definitely going to be, it's already live now on the main channel. Hopefully, you guys can check it out after the show. Um, I see that we have Chemis in the chat, ER1980, uh, Sabah uh, 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 Ibrahim, and uh, Ramadan Mubarak as well. Uh, Eid, uh, Ramadan Eid uh, to everybody. If you celebrate it, hope you're doing well. Um, I know our Eid kind of landed on Monday, but you know some people can also celebrate it on the weekends, uh, depending on how the family situation is. Some people can't really step away from like jobs and schools and so on. Uh, but with that, with, uh, with that being said, I do want to say good morning to Geeky Nassim, uh, to Greg, uh, to Dan, Grounded Tech. Uh, hey, Dan started us off at the right uh, wheel today, uh, but I hope you have a great show. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Dan, one of our biggest fans here, of course. Uh, he has also his own channel and runs also a stream on Twitch uh, for you know gaming and so on. Uh, Jimmy Fire Dragon, Ron Guido in there. Um, and of course, uh, Chemi Torres. I don't know if I said that as well. And Ibrahim. Um, one of the things I do want to say that, you know, uh, being that AIDS started on Mondays so and we had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for people to enter. And we had actually a decent number of people that entered into the actual uh, giveaway, uh, leaving us comments on the video uh, for the, uh, well, basically, you know, what were my concerns uh, running on this, uh, on the, AF well, this was actually on the Nord 20. So the, the what were my two concerns on the Nord 20? Uh, and I kind of left a little bit of a hint uh, with the clip kind of taking you straight into the point where I kind of talk about that. Uh, with that being said, I uh, table, well, table, well, I tabulated all of the comments. I took out uh, the actual comments themselves, so I kept them in order as they were posted, and I uh, basically got them all uh, into an Excel sheet. And we're going to be able to actually uh, draw a winner today, so that whomever ends up being the winner, uh, will uh, I'll get in touch with you guys after. And the the biggest thing I will probably say is, um, once the winner is announced, we have 24 hours uh, for the winner to claim their prize. And by claiming their prize, I mean leaving a comment on the channel, on the on this video, once the video is over, uh, you know, claiming the, uh, claiming it. And uh, specifically, I will get in touch with you and then we can actually go through the process of getting you your prize. Uh, my big thing as far as this giveaway, I was really trying to focus mostly on um, making sure that this stays on the channel. This, I wasn't really trying to, um, you know, like, you know, massive collaborations and a whole bunch of different things. This is really mostly meant for people that come in weekend, you know, every Saturday, every, every time we're able to, you know, post content on the channel um, and you're engaging and you're staying, you know, obviously you're communicating and all. So it's really more so for that. Um, so I hope that that was kind of a, an obvious thing kind of the, uh, there as well. Uh, <laughs> there, there is going to be a, a live stream today because I didn't uh, get a notification saying, yeah, you know what? Uh, okay. So Jimmy Fire Dragon, it, I'll, I'll be very honest. YouTube notifications have been funky, funky at best. So I typically, what I'll do is I post a video about, uh, you know, basically the live stream itself goes in pending mode in about an hour before it goes live. And I also typically will post also on Twitter to make sure that it's in there, both on the Android Bay and the TK Bay channel. And then just to kind of cherry on the top, I also post it to the community board on uh, the TK Bay channel so that I'm trying to hit as many things as possible for YouTube to kind of notify people. Um, unfortunately, the Android Bay does not have enough um, subscribers yet to be able to get some of the features that I have on my TK Bay channel. Namely, we don't have a community tab. We don't have... I mean, monetization is one thing, but I mean, the features is what either what maybe basically sticks out for me. We got the name, the Android Bay, which was nice, but I would like to have a community tab, the ability of posting in there saying, hey, we're going to be doing this, that, and so on. So those we still don't have. So yeah, leveraging it. And um, typically, if I'm not mistaken, I think I still have a few, few of my family members tell me that they get notification about the show uh, an hour or so after the show is over. So I was hoping that if I posted the show an hour early, YouTube would push the notifications, let people know, set their reminders. Um, but, you know, honestly, at, at this point, 
you guys know every Saturday morning we we kick it. It's pretty much how it is. And if there isn't going to be a show, you typically will find something from me on Twitter, uh, kind of just stating why if we don't. Like if Omar has a um, you know swim meet or something like that, uh, typically that's what happens. We kind of swap those out. Um, but yes, no, definitely. Uh, Farhan's in the chat. Hey, man, hope you're doing well. Sabaho. Barry Johnson, what's up? <laughs> what's up, Jimmy? Uh, kicking it with everybody in there. Uh, Barry Johnson, uh, Dan, great. TK, appreciate it. Uh, and Chemi, think, I think okay. Chemi said, "I think I got the notification because I was on, I was in the YouTube app." Uh, there is a possibility, but you know, I, I, I don't. I really, I, I've, I've stopped trying to justify or and explain things. Like, I, I mean, seriously. But again, for everybody kicking it with us today, um, definitely, if you have some time this weekend, check out the video on the A fifty three over on the main channel. And um, I, I have a picture in there from if you if you so if you guys follow Juan Carlos Bagnell and you're part of his Patreon, you probably saw a little bit of a post yesterday that he and I were hanging out. So I have a shot from that hangout. Uh, I took a picture of uh, our friend that was over there, and it's I included that in the sh in the video as well. And there's going to be some more content coming out, um, you know, from both of us as well. So really, really nice. Um, one thing that I'm really excited about is the Sony announcement. So Sony set a date next week for an announcement. We know it's an Xperia. Um, it's that time of the year. And the biggest thing that I'm really excited about is just how wild the rumors are on what level do they go? Uh, some calling out the new sensor saying that there's rumors saying that the new sensors are going to be something much bigger than there used to be before. Some calling them out saying that basically we have an upgraded, uh, front facing experience, um, to me, I think at the end of the day, what we're looking for here right now, I mean, at least the way I would look at it, I want a, a collaboration between Sony's Xperia Pro line and Xperia regular, like the one uh, um, the one line. Uh, the reason behind that is one of my favorite devices to date is the Xperia one, uh, sorry, the Xperia Pro I. The Pro I features a, a very interesting approach to the Pro line. Now, it lost a couple of things from what we originally used to have from the original Pro, but it, it definitely added a couple of things, which is that rear display kit that if you can pick that up, that display that you're able to use to be able to use the main sensors on the back. Now, for me, that's what I want to see more coming in and more features like that added. Um, obviously, the software has been getting better year over year. We got, uh, I think for the most part, everybody got Android 12 already. If you're running a, an Xperia uh, 1 Mark III, one, uh, 1 Mark II, and 5.2 and 5.3, all as well as the Pro-i. My Pro-i did receive the update as well. We're all running on Android 12. So the biggest thing I would say probably is at least we know that most of us have the latest software on it. And now we just need to see what the new Xperia. And the other thing I'm also interested to see is realistically is, you know, how how much, um, you know, how, how are the pre-orders going to be going? How long is it going to be before we're able to get it? I'm not very hopeful. And I'll be very honest with you guys. The last couple of years have been very much an indication that the U.S. market is going to be basically probably last. So I'm pretty sure Dan will have access. Um, you know, if Dan was in the chat with us. He'll probably have access to the Xperia 5 or the Xperia 1 way ahead of when I'll be able to get it. Uh, you know, so it's it's really interesting to see. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they have. I'm hopeful that obviously there's going to be improvements. We already have a very a very interesting approach, right? Last year, the One Pro I, um, not the One Pro I, the One Mark uh, Mark Three, um, gave us that multiple focal lengths for the telephoto. We had the main sensor, the second, you know, and then the telephoto and the ultra wide. So Sony was sticking to that 12 megapixel larger pixel uh, type of a setup. The Pro I took us to the full uh, one inch sensor, although somewhat cropped on that end. Uh, but, you know, you're seeing that Sony's training, really trying to put new things out there. So the rumors that are going in, in and out are kind of always interesting because we've said these things and we see those rumors, the same rumors every year. I'm hoping some of them are true. I'll be very honest with you. I do want to see somewhat of an interesting, uh, a better experience on the front facing camera. Although I understand that Sony is putting in all of their science on the main shooters on the back, because that's literally everywhere, uh, all the features that we have. And to use the front facing camera, you actually have to use an app called the basic camera app, the basic mode in the camera app. So to me, it's like they, you know what they're doing, right? I mean, they're not even trying to hide it. So I like that they give us the functionalities on the main sensors um, or on the main sensor on the back here with the Pro-I as well as the One Mark III. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they have there. Um, El Josa's in there. Hey, man, hope you're doing well. Um, okay, so Farhan's jumping in with, um, I'm definitely looking forward to see uh, for this year's Sony. I'd love to see what Sony can do with the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1. That's another thing. 
So the 888 last year definitely had, um, I mean, so they have HS power control. They obviously have the longer form factor on the phones. So there were a few things that they were able to do to dissipate the heat and allow us not to generate so much heat. My main thing with this, with the HN1 is that we know that the HN1 is a warmer, more demanding, power demanding processor. So we have a couple of things that kind of work with us here. So if HS power control more than likely will continue. So we definitely have good options in there. Uh, probably still running about a 30 watt charger, maybe go a little bit faster. I'm, I'm assuming iterative uh, improvements on the charging capabilities. Uh, but at the end of the day, when we're looking at it, it's really kind of like how the game enhancer, all of those options are added. And then of course, what technology are they using to provide the cooling for the HN1? Um, the 4K 120 Hertz refresh rate more than likely is still there. I don't think they're gonna go backwards on that technology. And I don't think they're gonna go forward to 8K. I think 4K 120 is primarily the best panel you can get. I mean, literally the best panel you can get on a smartphone um, and Sony makes it. So, you know, it's actually gonna be one of the better options available on the market. So, um, so Sarhan, oh, sorry, Farhan's jumping back with, speaking of the uh, of lineup models, I wonder why Sony made the Xperia Pro when there has never been an Alpha Pro uh, camera. I think what they wanted to do, uh, for me, the best way to explain it is, there's the standard consumer, like the general consumer product, which is the Xperia line. So the one, the five, and the 10, right? So you get the, the flagship, uh, the mid-range, uh, the flagship, the smaller flagship, and then the mid-range on the 10. What they didn't have was a lineup that actually worked for professionals. Remember, Sony doesn't use the word pro just for the sake of, I'm not trying to kind of punt at it, but I think we've used, the, we've seen too many OEMs throw in a pro title without necessarily adding in pro features. So the first pro was truly for broadcast journalism. It wasn't intended for us. It was, I mean, it was priced at about $2,500. To, as, a, as, a, as a, just for the device, so we're not talking accessories. It features an HDMI in uh, input. It, it also features millimeter wave on Verizon. So it's technology that you really look for for broadcast journalism or people that use their cameras to do this type of technology and they needed the fast connection. So that's really where the professional, the word pro for Sony is truly professional. And I am, I'm with you on the alpha. But the fact that it is all of Sony cameras with the exception of if, we, if we're looking just basically on the lineup, right? If you look at the ZV, ZV line or what the RX line used to be, it's more like a general consumer usage, right? Then you jump into the Alpha series and then you have the S series and the standard, you know, it's like the, the um, A7 III, the A7S III, and the A7 IV and S4. So those are the ones, not the S4, the four. Uh, those are getting in, getting you into a little bit more into the um, prosumer, but not professional. Then you have the FX line and the FX line takes you into the next level for videography type of experience. And then of course you kind of jump in through the rest of the lineup. So when we look at the entire experience of what Sony's offering us, they do technically have professional cameras. They just don't add the word pro. Cameras by definition are professional tools. And the more the like the more you're spending, <laughs> I don't know if I want to kind of say that that's the way to measure it, but uh, when you see yourself dropping 5K on a camera and one lens, yeah, you're in the pro line of Sony and you're pretty much in there. Uh, I, and, and then I feel like at the end of the day, um, it, it depends on what you're looking for, right? I think the ZV-1 or the A-series of the cameras like the 6400, the 6600 and so on from Sony are very good cameras. They give you great bang for the buck, not so much money, but again, somewhat more of that transition from the consumer to prosumer experience. When you jump into the A-series as far as like the A7 or the, A, uh, the A7 III, the A7S III or A7 IV, you're in the professional line and you can even go further for videotography. So for me, those that's again, I'm kind of repeating myself, but that's really where I feel like Sony has the pro line. They just don't use the word pro. Uh, I think they, uh, they assign the pro into the price tag, but you are getting some amazing hardware, like seriously crazy, amazing hardware. Um, the Xperia Pro is what Xperia should have uh, have been from the start. The current Xperia 1 is basically a larger Xperia 5 with identical chipset and cameras. So Yes and no, right? I I agree with you that the Pro should have been what the what the what the best version of the Xperia is. But when you look at actually the like I said the usability and what the what the functions are intended to be, there is a very distinct delineation between what the Pro uh, well let's say the Pro line and the One uh, model is. The one truly embodies flagship because it gives you that 4K 120. It gives you the great cameras. And the cameras, although sound similar, there is a minor um, change between the one and the five. And essentially, it's typically we lose the time of flight sensor, which improves uh, tracking and autofocusing as well as bokeh. So those things are actually are slightly different. The five and the, and the, and the one are very close brother-sister type of thing. But 
uh, very different when it comes down to the experience. Uh, no 10, you get a 1080p 120 hertz refresh rate, slightly different camera experience on the back. But the rest, you're right, kind of very much the same. Uh, last year, at least the battery was the exact same size. Uh, the display is a little bit smaller, so you technically had a better battery life on the five. But yeah, I, I would really just uh, there. It, I think Sony Sony Xperia line is really not a. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Maybe that's the best way to say it. You look for them. You use Sony because you really look and appreciate what Sony is able to provide you. I think that's what we kind of need to see it from there. Um, Gabby is in the chat. Hey, man. Good morning. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, Farhan is like, I don't mind Sony. Uh, <laughs> currently, because we're one of five, five plus. Uh, after all, we used to have the uh, the plus version of the 2019 Xperia uh, 10. Yes, that I remember the Xperia 10, definitely. Sabaho. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Khan, uh hey welcome welcome from twitch we have uh we have somebody following us on the twitch side thank you very much for kicking it with us this morning um oh sorry gabriela jumping in so i'm curious if sony is going to jump into the 8k uh, the 8k bandwagon um or is it just basically going to still in, stick in the middle uh, stick to the in the middle and then stick to go into 6k as far as the next resolution and so I think what he's referring to, obviously, is video recording, not necessarily going into the display. I think the display is pretty much where it is. Um, 8K is a very interesting. Um, so let's say this. One of the biggest features that the uh, HN1 was touted about at the launch event back in uh, November of last year, or no, no, December of last year in Hawaii, was their 8K capabilities. And I think that's something that would be very nice to see Sony bring that in. I will still say, though, 8K right now in the current format that we have it has yet to have picked up um, functional usability. And I mean by this is like you pick up your phone, obviously not this one, but you pick up the phone and you shoot content unless you shoot it in 8K. Can you truly be actually able to share that content in its original format to somebody that can truly enjoy it on their device? That's not really going to be the situation. You're probably going to have to compress it down, convert it of some sort. Uh, and if you're sending it through any type of media, like let's say WhatsApp or whatever, it's already going to get compressed. I'm talking if you just share the raw file. 8K is just large, too large of a file format right now. And the compression that we get right now is not good enough for it to be social media ready. So if they go to 6K, I think that's a better solution. Although, and stay with me, I would probably much appreciate having more functionalities added at 4K 120, 4K 60, more features added in that experience that maybe make that better. Like if they do go to a better sensor, give us those functions with the new sensor, maybe larger megapixels, not necessarily like a 48 or a 64 or even 108 megapixel sensor, but maybe move into a newer generation of the, the, the cameras. So I, I'd like to see what they can offer us. I think 6K is functional if you need to use it in Cinema Pro. That would be a definitely where it would be if it is. I think that would make sense. Is it usable by everybody? Not as much. And I think maybe that may be a feature for the Pro line, not necessarily the 1 and the uh, the 5 and the 10. But we'll have to see. I mean, we're a few days away from there. Um, Gabriela jumping back is, I'm curious if Sony is going to 8K uh, with the main sensor or if they're going to... Uh, in, oh, okay. I think that was the same question, but he kind of posted it twice there. No, no problem. Um, Davin Davis. Hey, man. Hope you're doing well. Uh, good morning. Hello, everybody in the chat. Steve DeRoche. Bonjour, mon ami. Comment vas-tu? Uh, <laughs> bon matin à tout. Good morning, everybody. Uh, our, our buddies, all, all, everybody's kicking it with us. Um, I'll just jumping in with uh, my big concern about the uh, on the on the Mark IV. So basically, is the price seems even slightly higher than um, uh, than uh, if the rumors are going to be correct. That was the other thing I didn't get a chance to mention yet. Um, I mean, so here's the weird part of the conversation. I don't know what the price is. I know the fact that Sony has right now a challenging experience. They're making year-over-year year improvements in the technology. Year-over-year, year, their tech, their sales are improving, but they're also controlling the number of devices that they're releasing. They're not doing... And it's kind of a weird business model, but I think it's the model that works, right? Not selling devices and having them sit on shelves, meaning you don't go into retail stores and you see Sony devices sitting there, helps Sony produce the right amount of devices for people that want to buy them, also producing them in smaller batches so that they don't have to have those extra stocks sitting on hand. <coughs> Sorry about that. So for me, when I look at that model and I look at basically what we're getting here in, in kind of rounding about again with the pricing on it, typically what we see year over year is slightly price increases. So this is just typical to what we see from Sony. Is it possible that the rumors are true? Yes, obviously there is going to be a price increase. I don't think it's a, it's a, um, you don't need you, you don't need predictions and rumors and leaks. The question is how much and how much are, are people going to be comfortable uh, with? That's the other question. 
what I will say though, always, always, always Sony in their pre-order times. And this is the one thing that I really like about it in the US. They always give you about two to $300 worth of gifts with your pre-order. So they, they always try to give you a better bang for the buck when you pre-order your headset, your device. Um, I want to say last year was a, there, they seem to always be a pair of buds, but like, think like last year, or the year before they not only included a pair of buds, but they also included a thousand view, uh, a thousand call of duty points for call of duty fans. Since as you guys know, call of duty is a big fan there, uh, a big collaboration between the two, as well as PUBG. That was the other thing. Uh, as we heard earlier this year, Sony's going to be providing the hardware for the PUBG league. So I'm hoping better performance for PUBG on the, on the Xperia, you know, whatever the new Xperia, the Mark IV, basically. So we'll have to see how that goes. Sorry. Um, I see. Hope you get better soon. Oh, okay. I think Davin is answering somebody else. Um, oh, here. Farhan is jumping back in. I'm not sure there's a, uh, if there is a desktop GPU that can support 8K video, as you said as you said earlier. I'd rather have 4K 120 frame. Rate. I, you know, this is really what I want. I want something that's functional. 4K is absolutely shareable content is able to be produced and you can also produce it even down to 1080 if you want to but the ability of shooting at 4k 120 frames per second this is what we saw with the pro i by the way pro i shot at 4k 120 at the right level not not compressed down to 4k 60 like you know um and i think for that for for the ability of being able to slow down and get that crispy shot that you want out of it i'd prefer that over giving me an 8k resolution video at 30 or 24 frames per second where i don't really have a lot of flexibility you're stuck with whatever the frame rate is also not great for moving shots no not great for pan shots or uh, i mean 8k is intended to be more of the you turn on the camera and you let it absorb the scenery that's going to be the best performance on these devices when you start moving your hand and you're trying to do uh moving shots and so on 8k unfortunately is not the format that you want to be in right now we don't have 8k 60 we don't have obviously 8k 120 we're not i'm not trying to say there isn't i'm just saying right now on mobile devices 8k is still I feel like it's an interesting approach. It's nice to have, but it's not functional yet. But 4K, it's where it's at. I, I want more 4K. Maybe let's just say that. I want more of that. Um, let me double check here. Getting, uh, oh, that's, that's uh, yeah, Greg, I hope you're doing better, man. I definitely, yeah, sorry about that. I didn't see that message from before. Um, so here, uh, just, uh, even if MediaTek said that their Dimensity 9000 chipset costs twice more than Dimensity 1200, um, so, uh, so won't be surprised if Sony increases the price because of the new Snapdragon chipset. Every year, chipsets kind of go with a little bit higher. I actually wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind seeing a Dimensity, a Dimensity 9000 chipset used on a Sony. I would love to see. You have to, we have to remember the biggest thing that we have right now, or at least to this point, is that we have no devices in, in I, I want to say in, in the US and the European market that is running on the flagship, which is the uh, Dimensity 9000. I think in China, we there is a few devices that are running on it. And then maybe this year is not the year that we're gonna get it, or maybe we'll start seeing the Dimensity 9000 later on. I would, wouldn't mind seeing Sony using them. The architecture is very similar to what we saw with Qualcomm. Obviously the GPU is different. There's a few differences. Um, I will also say that the RAM is a slightly faster, ever so slightly faster at DDR, LPDDR5X on the Dimensity 9000 as opposed to the LPDDR5 that we get. So when, you, when you're looking at it as, as kind of a combination of pros and cons kind of thing, I really feel like those are the two chips that they need to be going head to head. I mean, even better than what we get with the Exynos right now. Um, and, and even uh, Huawei is using uh, Qualcomm. So realistically, you know, Kirin is not as much uh, of a, pick, uh, a big perform a competitor at this point. We're really looking at it as Dimensity versus Qualcomm, right? Or, or the Snapdragon. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I would love to see that as much. Um, and Barry's with me as well. Barry Johnson's like 4K 120 in, uh, in a clutch. I definitely prefer it over 8K. And I think it's, it's a limitation of where we are right now. We just have... Um, we want more, we want better performance on 4k and I want more 4k. Like I said, I, I just, maybe we should make a shirt here. It says, you know, Goku says like more 4k, please. So for sure, for sure. Definitely very much. Uh, Robin, uh, Robin, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Uh, Hey man, hope you're doing well. Um, I will say this much also, I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the show. Um, Today is going to be somewhat of a shorter stream. Typically, our stream kind of goes to about an hour and a half or so. And today, unfortunately, we need to end it in about an hour. Uh, I have, um, <laughs> we have family coming over to celebrate eight. So let's just say that. I, and I need to kind of kind of go back and help out the family. So it's going to be cool. Um, but I do want to jump back real quick on the A53 uh, a little bit. Uh, oh, actually, you know, sorry, one more time. Uh, 
Pavan says, uh, Pavan actually, uh, Kumar is actually saying, Sony brings the S uh, Cinestone is video recording from Alpha Camera lineup will uh, will strengthen the video recording. I think that's some of the things that we're seeing year over year is that slightly improved experience. I will say, though, for me, very honestly, once Video Pro became an app, once they released Video Pro as an application for us to use, I found myself using Cinema Pro a little bit less. I'm worried that at some point or another, we're probably going to lose Cinema Pro because you get a lot more functional features with Cinema Pro. But the rear display that we get on the Xperia uh, Pro I is very nice and functional, and it works with the uh, with the Video Pro, and it also works with the Camera Pro application as well. So I really enjoy those functions, and I really I find it less... Um, I found less reasons to jump in into um, you know Cinema Pro because 4K 120 is there. Um, I don't have all of the different filters, all the different shooting modes in the in Video Pro, but I also don't find myself really needing them as much. I prefer the more uh, the the balanced version that we get in Video Pro, but I also prefer the features that we get in there as well, changing the frame rate, changing the experience, um, and of course, again, using the main sensor on the back uh, with that display just absolutely takes it out of the park for sure. Okay, Davin Davis is jumping in and says, TK, um, uh, did you mention, uh, sorry, did you, okay, did you see my question about hardware? No, I did not. I, I'm assuming that's why I said, Golan Lavi, Salam, Salam, hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, Barry, Barry, Barry. Wait, let me see here real quick. Uh, ta, ta, ta. I'm wondering how far up it what was it, and I didn't see it. Davin Davis. Gotta catch you, Greg. Uh, now is saturated with uh, saturated and mature from hardware from okay so I, this is what it is so Davin had a question here TK do you think that the cell phone industry is now too saturated and mature uh, from a hardware perspective I think we've been there for about a year maybe a couple of years now I really feel like the 855 has been 855 865 have been a peak since then we've been leveling off at a, at a level that is higher than what the general demand for the hardware needs to be. It's really a game. It's, like it's, it's really more uh, of a usability really right, right now. Every year we see slight incremental changes, minor tweaks here and there. I mean, this year we got a triple ISP uh, stream supported in here. We have better 8K HDR support. But those are things that, again, those are things at levels that most people don't really use. I mean, um, even the mode that where we have like essentially the dual view where we can shoot video from the front and the back. I like that mode in specific times, but I rarely use it. So when you start looking at it from the hardware standpoint, the 865 is still very capable to handle everything and anything that we can throw at it in 2022, even in the future. I think what's been limiting us on the hardware side is the support of the hardware and how long we get the support for them, which is somewhat of a software situation, not a hardware thing. So to answer your question, yes, we're absolutely saturated at this point. I think we are, um, you know, we definitely have much more powerful devices than what we typically would use them. And even if we do typically want to use them for their full potential, the difference between this set of hardware and two years ago is barely seconds. We're not talking in minutes. So I do understand and I appreciate what the HN1 is providing us, the 888 can provide us, and even the 865. But as Juan and I will always say, the 870, which is an upgraded version of the 865, hangs pretty nicely in 2022. So for me, um, I think we want to get better at software experiences. We want to get better at thermal management. So processing power, I think we have reached, we are ahead of what we need, which is not a bad place to be in. But it kind of also makes it sound like, hey, maybe I can pick up uh, an A53 and definitely have a good experience with that. Or I can pick up uh, a V60 or, uh, you know, um, something like a device that's running the 870, like a Poco or something and still get a very good experience. And this is one of those things that we have to kind of understand and appreciate that um, although marketing may say one thing, we as tech enthusiasts, and I'm sure everybody here with us in the chat, you know, you know exactly where it is and what it's at. Because obviously we we share these. We are we live it day in and day out. We're always online. We're we're kind of uh, staying, you know, keeping tabs on the, <laughs> keeping our finger on the pulse, um, as I'd like to say. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if I landed that one very nicely. I hope that's the question, Barry. Let me know. And I think uh, okay. So Golan, we're going to use Golan's comment to do a very nice, very obviously <laughs> not very. I was going to say not very subtle or very clear transition over to the A fifty three. I hope you guys are having a good weekend. Um, I'm also hoping you guys are getting a better and cooler weekend than we're getting it. Um, LA is going back into another heat wave, so we're definitely going into the 90s today. It's going to be warm, but it is nice. 
Um, Golan's jumping in with the A53 is, a, um, is uh, it's good, uh, but I prefer the OnePlus Nord 2 also with a charger or the uh, OnePlus Nord 2T. So, and it, yeah, my video that I posted just a few minutes ago really was more focusing on uh, Samsung Galaxy, uh, people that prefer the Samsung Galaxy experience, realistically. I think what I've seen it over the years, I think typically what people will do, if they like a brand, if they like a type of device from Samsung, so if they go for the A series, the S series, the Note series, whichever device, they like that experience that Samsung provides, the user interface and everything in there and the camera and the color science. So the video that I posted was really more about Somebody deciding to go and say, hey, I'm ready to upgrade to a new flagship. I want to go down and I want to get the new Samsung Galaxy. That's really where this video is trying to target. Um, the S22 has, has a very interesting approach this year. I'm very confused as to the way Samsung decided to tailor this experience and still charge $800 for it. And I say that very clearly because when I look at a device, when I look at a Samsung flagship, because it is in the S series and it is technically considered a flagship, with the exception of the sensor, uh, not the sensor, the processor, the HN1, you really kind of start questioning what is the flagship experience here? The S22 very much has the same camera experience, has same charging experience as the S21. Um, it has a, a smaller battery, 3,700 milliampere. I don't understand why that device has such a smaller battery. I know it's a small phone, but... Keep in mind, the HN1 is still powering this, and you're still not giving it the 45-watt charging. You're giving it 25-watt. So I feel like, again, Samsung is giving it enough of a, enough complaint, enough things to bug you, but not to make you hate it, but enough to bug you that you'd want to go to the next level. And I felt like, honestly, I think you may want to go in the other direction, not necessarily upgrade to the A50, uh, like the S22 Plus or Ultra. If you don't need that horsepower and you don't need those type of lenses, the A53 hits the spot in a very good way. It's a larger display, larger battery, same charging speed. Now, processor is not as fast, but it's actually fast enough. Uh, and I, that's what I was trying to show in that in the video. The UI elements, the usability, opening and closing applications are very, very comparable. Again, for the 350, you need to kind of set your expectations at that level, right? I'm not saying this 350 is giving you a $1,000 experience. I'm saying it's a better bang for the buck when you compare it to the S22. And that's really why I say buy the A53 and not the S22, because at the end of the day, you do want to feel better about your purchase. And the, S the A53 will definitely get that there. We have expandable storage. We have 5G. And the actual, on T-Mobile at least, we have good support for 5G. Uh, I was able to get about 500 megabits down on this. So again, 350 bucks, pretty decent experience. And the fact that I can expand my storage is also the biggest, uh, you know, the cherry on top of the uh, the icing thing kind of going on. So for me, looking at all of that, getting all of that into the uh, into the mix, I think that gets us better a better experience overall. And I think that's what I'm enjoying right now. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. But I'm totally with you. If you want to kind of look at something else as well, Nord is knocking it out of the park. The Nord 20 is very nice. Uh, the Nord 2 or even Nord 2T definitely can definitely provide you a good experience. It just depends on what you're looking for and what you like. Uh, typically, I find people that love Samsung or that are Samsung, um, that like the Samsung experience will more than likely try to go pick up another Samsung. And at least now we have an option. Um, we did lose the headphone jack. But uh, in the video, I also kind of say, honestly, I prefer the 5G over the headphone jack because I can use something like this. This is the helm, uh, the bolt helm or the helm bolt uh, pocket uh, USB-C DAC that you can plug into the A53 or even the S22 and get great audio experience regardless of what the device. I mean, you can even plug this in to $150 budget phone. As long as it has USB-C, this is going to give you a better, basically a, a flagship audio experience um, in the pocket, uh, in your hand. So definitely very nice. Uh, let me double check here. Oh, Dominic is in there. Hey, man. Good morning. I hope you're doing well. Uh, Mid-rangers um, and some budget phones are so good now that I don't think it makes sense to get a flagship for basic use. And I think most of us, yeah, you don't need $1,500 to scroll through Twitter. If your, if your main usage out of this is taking pictures, you know, and I'm not, again, I'm not talking that the, the fact that this is a, a bad phone. One thing I will say, I'm not going to say it's all, you know, roses and green grass on the other side. 
the A53 does technically have a slightly slower shutter speed. So where we already know the S22 series and the Ultra has that slight shutter delay, like when you actually hit the picture and it and it's like and it takes a picture. This one is ever so slightly longer, but it still produces really good pictures. I really would would uh, would love to hear your opinions in the chat in the comments on that video. It really definitely gives you a very good experience overall. So yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think mid-rangers and budget devices are starting to shine very, very nicely. And this kind of goes back to Barry's uh, comment earlier. We are so far ahead on the hardware requirements and the hardware that we have on our devices that the mid-rangers and the and the budget uh, devices are actually starting to look, feel, or look and feel like flagships. Uh, and, and again, it's going to be really, really nice for sure. Um, and just as jumping in, speaking of the uh, utilitarian monsters rumors, the Pixel 6a, yes, um, surprisingly, uh, is, is uh, 6a will have 6.2 inch screen with a 5000 milliampere battery, and it will be a beast, absolutely. The 6a is supposed to be uh, the, the budget friendly champ that we always look for, so I'm looking forward to seeing what the 6a has to provide us. The 6.2 inch display is actually pretty decent, it's even bigger than the S22, that's a 6.1 inch display. Uh, and what I really like about the configuration that we got with that is obviously it's the faster, simpler experience that we get directly from Google, Material U, update cycles, and so on. So really still, I mean, I still might use my Pixel 4a for uh, my Android updates. I'm running Android 13 on my Pixel 4a, not the 5a, two years ago Pixel. So as long as they're able to let me install it, I will install it on that phone. And it really works very nicely. It's really, really good. Uh, but I'm with you. Yeah, El Joseph, for sure. Uh, Pixel 6a, really looking forward to it. I'm actually looking hope. I'll say this. I'm hoping that Google releases or announces the Pixel 6a at Google I.O. next week. Last couple of years, they've done it slightly after. So we're really close to it, like maybe a week or two after I.O. But once that release and information is available, I think really this is going to be the biggest thing for us. How can they provide us that bang for the buck experience for this year and leverage some of the things that we have in there? Will it have uh, you know Tensor or will it have a Qualcomm chipset? We have to kind of see, can they bring Tensor to a much lower price point and still give us a really good experience? So we'll have to see how that goes. I'm with you very much there. Um, okay, so uh, Gabriela jumping in. MediaTek feels like AMD a couple of years ago. Qualcomm is more like Intel at the moment. Believe me or not, uh, Qualcomm has said that they wanted to be the Intel of the mobile devices. Um, I just wish that there were more adoptions of MediaTek and chipsets. The... It's not the lack of MediaTek's approach. And speaking of which as well, I posted a video this week on a MediaTek Power TV. MediaTek is already in the market. They, they have a very large um, market share when it comes down to smart devices. Amazon and MediaTek are practically married. All of Amazon's smart devices are powered by MediaTek. A lot of these little... Um, Sorry, like for the, for the lack of a better thing, and I don't know why it's dusty here, but like little smart switches like that you pick up, these things have little processors, and those are typically powered by MediaTek. Um, you know, things like uh, TVs, uh, smart devices, speakers, and so on, they need a low-power processor that can process and give you the information the way you need it. Um, and you can even find TV sticks or little, uh, like the Amazon Fire Sticks, the Amazon, uh, not the Kindle, but again, MediaTek has been used everywhere. The concern or the, the limitation that we seem to see this year is that even though MediaTek stepped it up to the, it, they're basically stepping to the to the same level as the Snapdragon HN1, they're not available everywhere. Mostly, I feel like that could potentially be a business conversation. It may just be basically that, you know, companies have had either agreements and, um, you know, I mean, Oppo did use them. I'll say this, the Oppo Find X5 Pro does have two variants, one with a MediaTek and one with a Qualcomm. I haven't been able to get my hands on the MediaTek version, but it does exist in China. So it's not like it's not there. It's just this is may not this may not be the year where we see it everywhere. I'm hoping 2023 will be. And I know I'm kind of calling it in the middle of the year, but I'm feeling like a lot of the main flagships have already been announced. And for the most part, this is now turning into the next level where we start seeing mid-rangers and what mid-range processors are going to be able to. I want to see what the 7 Gen 1, the 6 Gen 1, and the 4 Gen 1 are going to give us from Qualcomm. Because we've seen only a Gen 1 conversation everywhere, but mid-rangers. I want to see what the next 765 is going to be. So for sure, I'm with you on there. Uh, let me see here. Pixel 5 uh, is now criminally underrated, especially if you're comfortable with uh, repairing it. Yes, of course. It is the for, the for the form factor, the battery capacity, the features that is included with the Pixel 5, and the fact that it runs a 765, not, the, not a, a flagship processor, is still crazy like to see that how that device is still holding up to this day for sure 
Uh, jo oh, Joe's in the chat. Hey, man, hope you're doing well. I saw so Pepperly Pixel is in the chat. I hope you're doing well. Um, I want Google to announce so much at I.O., but that, uh, but they rarely announce hardware. They have So they haven't done it for a few years. The last time they did hardware, I was actually at the I.O. event. They announced the, and I think it was the Pixel 3a, and that was when I first got a chance. It was the 3a and the 3a XL. It was announced at Google I.O., and they gave us one when I was there for, I was covering it for XTA, and they handed me a Pixel 3 XL. So I was really happy to see that we were able to come out. And I did a hands-on video straight right there from Google I.O. Um, and, and funnily enough, uh, 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 Joe, it was around that time it, when I started my Arabic channel. I, I met up with a buddy of mine, uh, uh, basically Khalifa, if you know him. Uh, and he's basically, he runs I Love Qatar and so on. So uh, he looked at me straight and he's like, TK. Or he said Tarek, he didn't say TK. Uh, and he said, Tarek, how come you don't have an Arabic channel? You speak Arabic and all of that. And within a week, seriously, I took his advice, turn on, start up the channel. And, you know, look at that. Four, five, you know, three to four years later, uh, you know, the Arabic channel runs on its own, close to hitting 60K. So, yeah, Google's been doing really nice, for sure. Um, Earl Owen, hey, uh, TK, just saw your A53. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, uh, Earl. Uh, always, always appreciate uh, the support. Yeah, I, I've been... I woke up early enough to edit the video because I, I, I took some shots yesterday when I was hanging out with Juan, but I didn't get a chance to finish uh, you know, rendering it and producing it. So I posted the video today and it'll go also in Arabic tomorrow um, on the Arabic channel. So I didn't have enough time with the whole family and kind of things going on. Also, what I will say, um, if you live in the U.S., I hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope you guys get a chance to celebrate uh, Mother's Day with your family, with your, you know, with the moms and your family, of course. Um, and of course, it's going to be uh, I think it's still going to be a good weekend. Warm a little bit for us, but it'll still be very nice. Um, Joe, hey, David, okay, so Joe is <laughs> kicking it with us. Oh, here. So Gabriela is jumping in with. Um, Okay, so MediaTek's Dimensity chips are still a niche experience. I don't, um, I don't think much. I don't. There's much care about the biggest, uh, most uh, baddest SOC. I can buy a phone with a four, for four hundred to five hundred dollars with a power of a Snapdragon eight fifty five, but better chips at fabrication like a five nanometer. So this is where things kind of need to start looking into it, right? The seven nanometer to to four, to four nanometer jump has been a big jump for us as far as the overall experience. What we're looking for and what we're hoping for right now is the optimizations of the five, or the four nanometer and providing us better experiences. But I, like you said, there isn't that big of an issue if you jump back or go down to a five nanometer. We just need to see this improvement translate into true uh, power draw and performance uh, gains without necessarily, well, I guess performance gains without as much power draw. And I think that's where the biggest concern happens. So for sure. Okay, so I think we're at that point where I feel like this is a good time to kind of do the drawing so we can see who the winner is the, of the show, of the uh, of the brand new Realme 9 Pro. Uh, this one is a, it's a, a very nice processor. It runs the 695 um, and it runs basically a fingerprint sensor, of course, 120 hertz refresh rate, uh, 5,000 massive uh, milliampere. And it also includes the charger in the box, which is kick-ass for nowadays. I mean, uh, that was one thing I would probably say where the A53 for me was kind of a, it's a budget phone, right? Like, why would you want to take out the, the charger out of a budget phone? It's not like it's going to charge you. It's charging at the 25 watt charging from a few years ago. And I'm pretty sure Samsung has still enough of those. But on the other hand, I'm also kind of glad that they kept the SD card, that they didn't take that away. So it's kind of a weird kind of a, a experience or situation there. So let me do this real quick. I'm going to make sure first I need to... Uh, da, da, da. We're going to download the spreadsheet. I, I, I emailed the spreadsheet to myself, so I want to make sure I open it correctly. And um, based on the comments that we had on the video, and this is from the video that we posted last Saturday. So that was the last Android Bay. I'm going to go, oops, no, it doesn't open. Sorry. I just closed the video, or no, the file. So let's go here. We're going to download it here. And we're going to open it up again. Da, da, da. Okay. We have uh, 31 comments, 31 comments that were entered in there and in one way or another kind of qualified. I didn't want to disqualify a lot of the comments. I'll be very honest with you guys. I know everybody was trying to answer the questions correctly and again with the comments in there. So at the end of the day, it's about the viewers and the people that are supporting the channel. So I will keep it in that format. Uh, but we're going to also use, so we have 31 and I'm going to bring up the random number generator. So we can do it that way. Okay. Where are we? Okay, random number picker. Okay, that, that's not, I don't know why. I, I feel like I have the Roger wheel of, uh, oh, here. See more results. Okay, so here we go. So we have one and 31. 
So, da, da, da. okay, so let me go ahead and share the screen. We're going to go ahead and do it there and do, okay, here we are. Yeah, everybody that entered, thank you and good luck for that. So this is not the right number, just for, <laughs> I know it looked like it already had a number. No, no, um, so I just entered it. So obviously we're gonna need to look for a number between one and 31. And what I'm gonna do here is, uh, ta, ta, ta. I'm gonna bring over the list. So that was the list of everybody that entered. And we're gonna go ahead and hit it. Uh, actually, I don't know why if I did this correctly. So here, I, I don't wanna miss the feed. Okay, so I can still see it, it looks good. So let's go ahead and do it. One, two, three. Let's hit the general number, number 27. So 27 on the list. I'm going to bring it up here. And I don't know why the formatting is going cuckoo crazy. And it is Oscar de Jesus. So Oscar de Jesus is the winner, number 27 on the uh, on the actual show. Um, and uh, I will go ahead. Well, let me just jump back. I'm going to say stop sharing. So um, I didn't see Oscar's name in the, uh, in the, in the chat today. So I hope you'll get a chance to check it out. The video obviously is going to end in about probably another 10 minutes or so. Again, as I said, the show today is a little bit short, but I didn't want to miss out on doing the, the live drawing and making sure you guys could see what we're doing here. So Oscar de Jesus, uh, or, or I, I don't know, I'm saying it with like an accent, but you know, so um, Oscar de Jesus is the winner. If I don't hear back from Oscar by tomorrow at e, about basically 11, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, we will draw another name out of the 27. I will I will obviously eliminate the uh, Oscar's name. I will keep the order as it is because we want to be able to actually uh, hold the integrity of the lineup. And I will pull another name and we'll post it and, of course, share that as well on Twitter. Um, so, Oscar, if you see this show later on, please, please, please leave a comment on the video uh, acknowledging uh, your winning. And again, it's one of the reasons I, I want to make sure it is you that is commenting on the video from the account that you entered the original comment from. So uh, I will say this much. Uh, hopefully, like I said, I'm hoping to have more giveaways and more things going uh, going on. Uh, and, you know, it is going to be a, we're going to kind of kick it up as well with the uh, TK Bay or the TK section going on at the end of the day. This is, you know, the, the hardware that we have right now, the devices that we're looking at right now. Um, and, you know, if you, yeah, if you guys want to be able to put in for the hashtag DKception, obviously this will be really a good point to put it in. Um, smartphones nowadays are very, um, way more powerful than what we, we anticipate. The software is literally 90% of what's causing the phone to work for you the way it runs. Sometimes we get devices that are, interestingly set up. I'll say this specifically. The Nord N20 is a very smart, a very good smartphone with a very good strong processor. The way Oxygen OS is set up right now to throttle that, that 695 processor to run at a more uh, throttled experience and you have to turn on, uh, you know, uh, pro mode, um, shouldn't be this way. I think what what Sony, sorry, what Samsung did on the, uh, on the brand new A53 is that they didn't throttle it. They realized this is not an 8 Gen 1. They're not going to give you, you know, uh, you know, um, I think what's called the processing or extreme processing. And at the end of the day, what you're looking at is a lot of options on the market. What you should get is something that fits your needs and not buy something based on what the marketing is saying. Because at the end of the day, you know, yes, flagships are great. Flagships are amazing, but they're not always going to be able to give you that best bang for the buck and make sure that you're enjoying your device and not feeling like you overspent on it the moment you walk out of the store. So the A53 is a very good offering from Samsung. If you like Samsung's ecosystem, if you do want something from another company, the N20 is also a very good one. The N uh, the Nord 2 is also a very good smartphone for more of mid range or price point. And they're all around the five to 600 bucks and even less. The uh, A53, you can get you can get it literally for about $350 unlocked directly from Samsung and still get all of the features that you want. So uh, with that being said, I do want to say thank you very much for everybody for kicking it with us on Saturday. Um, if you do celebrate Ramadan, Eid Mubarak, uh, happy Eid to everybody. Hope you guys are spending time with the family for Mother's Day. Please, please make, make sure you're celebrating Mother's Day with all your loved ones, your sisters, your moms, all the mothers in your family. And of course, show them some love and appreciation. Uh, but with that being said, we're going to go ahead and try to <laughs> kick it off. Let me go ahead and actually, before we do that, uh, I think I saw some of them. So Chemi kicked us off on the on the right level. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and share uh, <laughs> that extra camera, not slides. Well, we can share slides now. Oh, okay. We can share slides. I did not know we could share. And you can share them straight from Google Slides. I didn't know that part was going to be there. Okay. So let's go ahead and do this one. Damn, right there. 
Um, thank you very much for kicking it with us. Uh, thank you to Chami for everybody and everybody for kicking it with us on the Saturday, May 7th, 2022. TK Seption Saturday uh, with giveaway, TK Goku team. Oh, and I, I think I mentioned it, but I got the car back and it's running very nicely. I charged back my battery last night and my 90% is actually performing exactly as it should be. So I'm really happy that that concern was done and uh, it was covered under warranty. The, the bummer of it is I had to lose my car for about three and a half weeks, but it's back. So for sure. Uh, thank you. Uh, congratulations, Oscar. Thanks, Maz B in there, TK Seption. Uh, Greg, always, thank you, man. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're feeling better, man. Uh, and hope you guys do, do great. And like I said, we have 24 hours for Oscar to post a comment. I did not see him in the chat, but if you guys know him, uh, I would definitely appreciate maybe pinging him and see how, if he can come back and take a take a gander there. Davin Davis kicking it with us as well. Uh, and of course, TK Seption, Saturday morning, uh, Saturday morning crew. Sony makes good phones. I love that. <laughs> I love that very, very much. Uh, thanks, Barry Johnson. Thank you, everybody. Jimmy Fire Dragon. Thank you very much. Uh, TK Seption, stay safe Saturday with TK. <laughs> TK Giveaway Bay, stay hydrated always. Man, Trust me when I say I am so happy that I'm able to drink again. Because last Saturday, as you guys know, with the, the few streams that we had, I could not drink water. So having having long uh, long streamed when you don't we don't have the ability of hydrating, it's a little bit hard. It's a little bit hard. But yeah, no. Uh, with that being said, okay, Dominic kicking it with us again. Uh, TK Exception, TK Super Saiyan Bay. Happy Mother's Day, Tesla Bay as well, always. And Earl Owens, thank you very much, man. TK Exception, <laughs> TK Exception A fifty three. I love it. I love it. The hashtag not sponsored by Samsung, though. I just want to be very clear about that part. Um, so again, I my, my day is still going. I still have a lot of things kind of going on. Um, and I'm happy that we were able to kind of share this moment. I did not want to skip a live stream. I, I feel weird when I don't have them. Uh, but I guess we kept it very close and very concise. Next week, we're going to see a lot of information, Google I.O., Sony announcement, um, and of course, hopefully some uh, some new uh, you know information coming out of I.O. as far as at least for me, I want to see when Wear 3.0 is coming to my watch. It's been a year since the announcement, and we still only have it on Samsung devices. Like maybe maybe the Pixel Watch, maybe, to, maybe that, that's going to be the biggest announcement, the Pixel Watch being announced, and then the exclusivity for the Wear 3 on Samsung's side is going to basically change. So um, with that being said, be safe. Stay safe. I hope you guys are having a great weekend. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. Oscar, if you get a chance to see this message, please make sure to leave me a comment in the video. Uh, and you have basically from 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time today on May 7th, 2022 till 11 a.m. on May 8th, um, 2022 to leave a comment on the video. And if we don't see one, I will go ahead and draw another winner and we'll be posting the winner, the new name of the winner in the comments, but as well also on Twitter. So we'll do that. I'm not going to do another live stream, but as you guys saw the list there, I'm going to keep the same names and the order that they are, just pull in a new number and then announce the new person. And then we'll go through the same thing. 24 hours to leave a comment, claim the prize. We'll keep going there till we get somebody to pick up the phone. Okay. Like and subscribe as usual. Thank you very much. The audio version of the podcast will be going up very shortly. I'll see you next week for another episode of the Android Bay. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a good weekend.